Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What's going on, CEOs? Daniel will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, I'm here with Amaya Debra. Amaya is a Ghanaian entertainment and lifestyle blogger. He's a freelance journalist and a social media influencer. He's the owner of Amaya Debra Media. As a content creator, Amaya has traveled around the world experiencing cultures, meeting people, and capturing moments for his huge audience online, which generates, check this out, over 30 million impressions per month. This is a truly inspiring story of someone that has created a true media empire from scratch. As usual, I'm super excited for this chat. Let's go. Amaya, welcome to the Remote to CEO show. How are you doing today, brother? Thank you very much. I'm I'm doing quite well. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. I'm very excited for you to be here today. And I ask every single one of my guests to tell me what were they doing before they started their business and what made you start your business? What's your story? Also for me, it's a bit of uh, taking uh, a chance really. So after the university, I did uh, national service with a print magazine. And um, from there, I had the opportunity to uh, build my online presence. And so with that sort of online presence, I was like, why don't I now have something that belongs to me and uh, and give it a try? So I I created uh, amiadebra.com and once I created it, um, fortunately I was still having a side job. uh, And so I was just spending the time to build it while I focused also working uh, for the other company. Uh, I did that until a point where the other company felt it was a conflict of interest and so gave me an ultimatum and I decided to rather uh, let go of that and now focus on building my own brand because at that time uh, the brand was resonating with people but it wasn't making uh, financial sense and in terms of generating revenue that I could uh, rely on Uh, but I took that big decision and said hey uh, let me just go and work full on uh, and completely on that, on that and see what it translates into. So that was it. And uh, uh, since I started, I never really looked back. It's just work, work, work and growth, 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 growth. That is such an inspiring story. And I hear this a lot about people, including myself, having a job in a very similar field. Then you work until I got let go, actually, and I I was left literally without any income except my business. And I had to figure out a way to scramble and get a couple of more clients. But 
you know, that overlap period where you're still working for someone and then you get home and you're working on, on, on your business. How long did that last for you? I think it, the, the interesting thing is I've been fortunate to be working remotely as, as far back as uh, 2008 because uh, the company that I was working for is already, the ownership is in, or was in the Netherlands, in oh, Holland. Okay. And uh, they own the biggest website in Ghana and they got me to join them, but they didn't have an office. And so what they did was they set me up in terms of internet access and everything. So I set it up in my home. So basically I wasn't even going in to work and then coming back to have time for myself. I, it was sort of remote. And so I spent time evenly, uh, do what I have to do here and then switch. Uh, so it was going on until the time when the owner was trying to have more grounds in Ghana. This was about two years later, almost two years later. And so he comes to Ghana trying to set up, uh, has an office and we are in the process of me moving to the office to work from the office. And then he comes out and says, uh, anytime he turns on the radio, he's hearing amiadebra.com being mentioned as media partner. So he, he really realized that I was really now competing with, 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 with him. And, and so then that's when the issue came. And so I never really worked uh, 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 for, for the company and had to now come back home to spend time. It has been remote. Uh, but anyway, along the journey, I also later on took on a job as a as a manager for another brand, and this time I was spend, I was going to the office to work for them, and then when I close, I would uh, I would work on on my projects also. But I was I was the head of the project, and so there were, it wasn't too tasking. I wasn't writing, I was basically just managing people. So it made it easy to uh, also do, do that and do um, my website also. Yeah, that's awesome. And so for those people that are trying to build a either personal brand website or a website, like a media website, like the one you have right now, can you give us an idea about the amount of time both daily time required as well as the long-term commitment to start seeing real results so real clicks coming in and real traffic that then you can turn into into clients or you can monetize so uh, i think depending on your region it's easy and not so easy uh, uh, to, uh yeah if you look at the region you belong to uh but i think it's important because you ask the question whether to go general or use your personal identity. Um, but if you are going to use your personal name, your brand, uh, to be your brand, then you, you must know that everything else that follows must have that same tonation because people will see it as a personality when they read, when they listen, they, they are going to be connected to your personality, your brand. And so you have to make that decision from the beginning that that's what you want to do, or you keep it open and let it be something that more reflects the work you're doing and not so much the personality. Um, 
it, it, it's becoming increasingly difficult to start a website and, and, and immediately have uh, a lot of audience, also because now there's a plethora of websites doing same or similar things to what you're doing. And so convincing people to now come to you is going to be a little bit more difficult. Uh, but uh, I believe that once you start, once you're consistent, uh, you start gradual, you build communities. Uh, so you build uh, uh, communities on your social media uh, and you use that to drive some sort of at, uh, attention or referral back to the website. Uh, but it's important to build it on thinking like you're building a community and let that community grow so that they, they become loyal members of what you're doing. And then you look on to having more new ones. Again, remember this community are those who continuously share the content. Uh, if they like it, comment, and that will help uh, your content to grow. So I like to tell people to think of it as building community that they can rely on it to expand. Uh, so that would be uh, a strategy that I would suggest for anyone who is looking to do uh, something similar. That's fantastic. And so I actually wanted to talk about the topic that uh, your website you know, is built around, which is it, it basically talks about famous people in your country. Is that correct? Yes, yes. I mean, I, that's how I started. I just primarily uh, celebrity content. And then later on, I added the lifestyle components uh, to it also for marketing purposes so that uh, it opens it up to uh, more possibilities of uh, working with brands and making money in that direction. Yeah. When I think about using the power of uh, fame, of other people's fame, really, to look for keywords that already have a lot of search. Is that the thing that really triggered you working with uh, with celebrity content before you started working on lifestyle content? So I started doing the celebrity first because that was what I was more passionate about. And also my previous work right from the university has been with the entertain interview entertainment people for a magazine. So it became a natural fit for me to advance. Uh, but personally, I'm somebody who had consumed a lot of entertainment content, celebrity content growing up. And so I, I and I consume content from across the world based on how I grew up. And so I wanted it to be a good mix of what celebrity culture is everywhere else in the world, but also uh, localize it so that people in Ghana can see, because when I started, there wasn't so much of a celebrity culture. Uh, Facebook wasn't a thing, wasn't so big. Uh, Instagram wasn't a big thing. So we needed to create that culture. And I was quite pivotal in creating that. And I think um, that consistency over the years improved my, uh, my, my, my SEO organically. Uh, because there's a lot of things that uh, I was the one, the key person you would find them on, especially when it came to pictures of celebrities uh, at events, at fashion shows, all of those things, all those catalog sort of, I was the one creating it because 
I wanted to create that difference uh, between what already existed and what I grew up consuming and wanted to introduce into the system. So all of that helped. Uh, but unfortunately, in our region, um, all that was not so monetized, easy to monetize. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I conveniently, uh, some few years into it, added the lifestyle bit to it uh, also. Makes sense. And so here's the thing. A lot of people are creating content online, whether it's on their website or on an Instagram or TikTok page. And my question to you is, what has been the best way that you found uh, you can monetize traffic that comes from Google or from these other platforms that's worked for you? Yes. So uh, the website works because I, I can I can immediately plug in AdSense and get adverts served from Google. Um, YouTube was working because again they would serve uh, ad some there. Uh, so the, for the platforms that originally they are given opportunity for it to monetize, it becomes a little bit easy. Uh, but also sometimes on some of the platforms we find ourselves. We are monetizing directly from um, brands and companies. And so we have to position ourselves such that we attract these brands uh, or give them reasons to know that when they use us as influencers or even advertise on our, even on our website or across our social media, they're going to get that leverage. So uh, we have to look at the monetization uh, quite wide. Uh, the ones that we have to uh, give people reasons to pay money to us or the ones that uh, we are tapping into uh, the ad network and based on uh, visibility, based on views, et cetera, we take a share of their advertisers spend uh, over there. So we, we, I, I look at it uh, both ways. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. So. Right at this moment, you said that you were working on, before we pressed the, the, the record button, you were saying that you were working on video content. And of course, moving into, you know, mid, mid, the mid of 2023, video content is getting on all platforms. But can you tell me more about what kind of video you're creating? And although it's hard, what type of results are you expecting uh, compared to the other type of content that you had been creating up to this point? Yeah, so uh, the initial concept we had for the videos was to uh, present what we were doing already on the website in terms of the news, in terms of the uh, experiences, but give it a video feel to it. So a, a visual representation. Uh, so that's how we started. And then we also started creating some sort of uh, original shows so that people would uh, would fall in love with the characters and the presenters that we had because I wasn't building it so much around myself in terms of my image. I was introducing new, new faces that would be on camera. And so uh, it, it was pretty much giving them something new. Uh, but the difficulty again in doing that is we 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 start, perhaps started the video content a little bit late, 
and we were now fighting with a culture that had already been created where uh, those doing videos and had audience within our region like specific kinds of content, uh, how in terms of how it's formatted, in terms of how the controversies around it, those are the things that the people who were consuming video content in our region started li liking. And when we brought ours, that was more uh, soft uh, experience, watching experience and enjoy it, we were not getting that kind of feedback we, we wanted. Uh, so we have to, we have been battling uh, as to do we give them what they want or we stick to our plan and grow so that people, do, uh, the, the little audience that we have, community for what we are doing, should we keep doing it so that it grows like we, we did in the past? So yes, we haven't that internal battle. But uh, for us, we believe uh, it's content. Uh, people, you must create content for people. And so that means it's content that people like. Uh, so if we, if we do something that is not working, we go back to the table and try to bring something something new. I think uh, a lot of the content is now being driven in terms of those with huge audiences by the Gen Zs. And then they like certain contents. They are short, they are crazy, they are quirky. It may not make sense, but that's what is attracting them and that's what is getting the numbers. We are not looking so much in that space. And so uh, we, we, we have to know that this is what we can get in the midst of everything and be appreciative of that and build on that. Uh, so currently that's what, that, that's what we are looking, but we, we don't mind every now and then trying some of those Gen Z content. Uh, if something has gone viral, uh, those short, short formats. And so we explore Reels, we are exploring TikTok, we are, we are exploring YouTube shots also in different formats so that people get different things that they may like on our channels. Uh, uh, and perhaps sometimes that causes a confusion because there's pretty much so much happening. We don't have, uh, because again, my the videos are not around me. And so it's not like I'm using my image and my crowd to do, to do it so it's a difficulty but we get we get over it <laughs> makes sense makes sense and then i want to ask you a question i want to switch gears for a second and talk about the way you manage your business um mm -hmm. so how much content do you find yourself having to write and do you have team members that are working for you creating content alongside with you can you tell us yeah. more about that uh, so currently i have a team of seven people uh uh, so some create video uh, for us, some are published on the website, uh, and so everybody is doing something uh, during the day uh, 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 as well. And I now also spend more time doing a lot more of the business st uh, stuff in terms of uh, negotiating with clients, uh, if they want advertising, mm -hmm. uh, and I also handle a lot of the paid content, the SEO content that coming, uh, I publish those ones. So uh, yes, I, 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 I now do less of the content, 
and do more of the business business side. And it, it's helped them because uh, before I had them five years ago, I, I had to do everything by myself from photography to videography to everything I was doing. And sometimes when I travel out of town, a lot of the work was, was, was slow down. But yeah. now that the team is around, I don't. I can travel to Australia, and they will work at the right time uh, and put out everything. We're able to cover events. All I need to know is uh, dates and assign somebody to go. So uh, it, it it it's been it's been quite effective that way. That's fantastic. And so, talking about how you build your team, I was wondering. We talked about this actually again before we press the record button, but you said you had an office. We also Mm -hmm. said that sometimes you have the remote component, especially where you're traveling and everything else. Do you Mm -hmm. uh, want to give our audience a couple of tips on how to manage a team when you're not around and how to motivate them to do great work even when you're not looking? Yes. Uh, So I I think it's important to... um, Dedicate uh, people know who is good for what uh, specific kind of job, so that um, when you are not around, when you are working remotely, you know that this person can handle this task. So it's important to know uh, the strengths uh, and weaknesses of the, your, the people on your team, so that you know who you can leave what to. Uh, it's also important to use tools that help you to uh, communicate and work remotely. I mean, this side of the world, we are very cool with WhatsApp. And so for, for most, of our, most of our time, it becomes a reference point. So I have created a WhatsApp group uh, for, the, for the team. And so uh, we communicate, even when we are, even when I'm a, we, I'm around, we, 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 we communicate there. And when I'm out and need things to be done, we still communicate, we assign people uh, through these platforms. Uh, 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 we have also been using Trello sometimes. So it's important to have tools that you can use uh, that assist you to, to, uh, to, to work remotely. So I think these are a few tips I can give. Uh, 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 yeah. So thank you so much, Mayor. It was a great chat. I'm sure that my listeners will want to know more about you and about what you do. So where can people find you online? Oh, I'm everywhere online from LinkedIn to Twitter, to Instagram, to Facebook. All you have to do is type Amir Deborah and I, I will pop up uh, somewhere, somehow. <laughs> All right, perfect. And again, thank you so much for being here with us today. Enjoy the rest of the day and I will talk to you soon. Same to you. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at B. D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B and I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again and I will talk to you again soon.